0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Normal World. I'm Dave Landau. I'm Quarter Black Garrett. And uh, as always,
1: Angela. Hi.
0: Yeah. Glad to be here. Hey. Good to have you here. Thank you. Joining us back on the show, uh, you can see him with me coming up very soon next month at, uh, what's the club? Aiena's. is. Fort Worth, Texas. And your name is? Matt McClowry. Thank you for joining us again today. Thank you for having me. You John have Matt. been a thorn in my side all week. <laughs> and also joining us for the first time, you can see him regularly at the Mothership Comedy Club in Austin, Texas. Please welcome John Heft. What's up? How we doing? Good. How about you, sir? Good to see you guys. Doing well. Happy hey. to be here. Glad you came down Yeah, to shoot a fun. sketch with us today. Thanks, had ma'am. a good time. Yeah. I'm glad you joined us. I saw him performing and I thought he was very good. So invited him to oh, be on yeah. the show.
2: Thank you. I'm all good yeah. with that.
0: It's a, it's a, it's a really great room.
2: Oh, it's, isn't it amazing? It's like, there's really, club.
0: there's not anything like it.
2: Yeah. It's insane to get, cause I'm really young into stand up still and to like have the amount of access to like an insanely high
0: quality room and that's always full. Yes. Is ridiculous. It's got to be nice. I like the little room is almost, a, it's so perfect in size and like, I don't know, just the way it's shaped. It's like yeah. perfect for watching comedy though. There's just something so special about that little it just—it's a—it's a kill box. It's
2: like exactly what you want. Yeah, it's yeah. just spectacular. It's so intimate. Like there's no like performative to it. You just what
1: is there about yourself. the what is it about the room shape? Because I've only seen comedy in uh you know back alleys and
0: stuff. Honestly, dude, it's a square, and it's the way that a room it's should like, look. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a it, It's literally like
2: just a little rectangle. You got the stage right in the middle, right there. It's just okay. packed as many people as we can. Ceilings are only like 15 feet high. Yeah. Like maybe not even that. Like it's just exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was designed
3: by a comic for comics,
2: Yeah, Rogan
3: got to build it from the ground up and then he had like Louis C.K. and people who got their feedback on what, how it should be. And they've had so many years of experience. I forgot what what
1: comedy show I watched. Uh, I think I saw you there. Hmm? Uh, It's just this like massive room that was like, it was just like a football field. I felt like I was so far away from the stage. improv here? Maybe. Mm. Yeah, it might have been. Maybe. And there's like a pillar in the way, and I'm yeah. like, what is this room? And it's like an L-shape, too. It's just a, such a poorly... Well, that's the thing with the most comedy clubs is that and they're just terrible. Well,
2: yeah,
3: most venues, <laughs> it's <laughs> just... <Most laughs> of them, yeah.
2: Honestly, I love them all, but it's like, yeah, there's always just a, a one pillar that's supporting the whole room. And you're the like, how is this one
3: pillar doing this whole thing?
2: And that's what's great, is that we don't have it's any It's in pillars. somebody's sight
3: line. Yeah. You know, they have a sound system they inherited that people complain about at every single show. Yeah. Right. They just never do anything about it.
0: And the food becomes more important than the comic, which is what I like. Which that is Joe weird because it's food. terrible don't food. don't serve food, yes. which is dope. I like that too because I have to fucking pick up the trash. So. Dude, it's there's nothing... <laughs> no ranch on my sleeves. Like, I understand uh, places, I guess, when I have a dinner date or whatever, but I just love the idea that it's like just this comedy club for the sake of watching comedy. Yeah.
3: Well, one time I was Second featuring. Bar. Yeah, I was featuring once, and Bill Burr dropped it, and I'm terrified because it's Bill Burr. And then he's performing in front of people who don't necessarily know who he is. And one point, because it's so early in the show, he just goes, "Are you guys? I've never been in front of so many people eating in all my life. Is the food really that good that you come <laughs> here for it?" <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh,
0: especially in any of the rooms where you're like, I'll have the Bernie Mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, hey, why do you? Why do you want this? <laughs> it's not going to be good. Yeah, it's no, craft it's mac and not cheese. Be good. It's definitely
2: yeah. just craft mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah you, they put it in the oven, put a little cheese on top.
0: Yeah, it's fancy. Whenever it's held as the as the comedy first, it always succeeds. Ann Arbor comedy showcases yeah. like that. It was always, always you get popcorn, popcorn. That's it. That's it. And it was always, you know, you pay for your ticket, right. you see the comedy show, and that's it. And most clubs that I've ever seen ran with like comedy first have always been the best, yeah, best places. And yeah, <laughs> what's your favorite show you've seen there? I mean, you've had to seen a lot Ooh, at this point.
2: I don't know. I got to watch. Uh, I got to watch Ron White, Shane, and Shane Gillis, and Joe Rogan all do. Uh, a set together on our mm-hmm. show bottom of the barrel it's brian simpson show yeah where you draw the names where you draw you the top yeah, it's yeah. all riffing and they did like an hour together that's awesome and that was that it's was legendary. absolutely yeah i mean that's just like one that you're just like holy shit like how
0: am i in this room right ron's there like every night huh it seems ron's there like yeah every ron
1: night. ron's there a lot ron is he is ron based out of austin yeah he
0: uh he, i know, you he's know he's from he's
2: texas ch- but i don't know where from I think he moved back from L.A. a while ago. I don't know how long ago. But, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he came out of retirement for sold. the club. Hell, yeah. And, uh, and now he's there all the time, and it's, it's cool, dude. It's a and back life. on the road yeah. again, which he did. Yeah, once. and now he's doing, like, casinos around. and he's go, he, like, we've, I've seen it where he'll literally, like, get off stage in Fat Man, walk down the stairs, walk out front, get on his tour bus, and go to a show somewhere like else. Just, like, get on the road, like, right after.
0: The very first <laughs> met him was oh four punchline in atlanta yeah i did not know who he was that was a great story (laughs) he was very i was just drinking with him all night i was a kid yeah Yeah. and uh it's um he's doing a guest set and i'm like uh how do you want me to bring you up and he's like uh you just say ron white he's like i think they'll know me i'm like okay so i walk out (laughs) and i go please welcome ron white and the place goes ape shit yeah I mean, st- this is like height of blue collar right yeah they're standing up and just like clapping and just ch- and like he comes out and he's You're like, like Ooh, oh and he's like he's drinking i was drinking he's like i, I think they know me and then he just <laughs> proceeds to murder of course and so. i go outside to just smoke again and i'm like oh his face is on a bus yeah <laughs> <You're> like ah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, it was he was great because he was part of that original outlaw circuit that a lot I don't know if a lot of comics know about but people I'm sure people like you do if you hang out in that group there where like Carl Lebove is kind of known of it but there's also Andy Huggins who's still left around here but it was sort of the Bill Hicks Sam Kennison mm, yeah. um uh did I say Andy Huggins yeah is he still here and then you have Ron Shock Ron who shock, was absolutely the late, Ron am- shock. the late Ron shock was amazing. There was just this group of eighties comics that were all out of Texas, mainly yeah. Houston.
2: Met Andy before. Andy's great. Andy's dude. still great.
0: Dude, he murders, he so writes hard. new material. Have you seen the Early Bird special? No, I haven't. It's fucking fabulous. And the guy's eighty years old. I worked the
2: I worked uh, the Secret Group. I was down there doing like the like a couple of shows on at the Secret Group in Houston. Yeah. And he was on one of the shows and we were all just bombing. Everybody was just like, "This sucks. we hate the show, and then Andy Huggins walks out, just demolishes <laughs> so hard and just broke all of our egos because we were like, all right, there's no excuses at all. Yeah. This guy just leveled this this is a great room. We just suck
0: they took, They used to have a comedy club there. um every comic would perform at it. It was such a great room I'm blanking on it. Um, let's say was it Don Barris who owned it? Maybe way off. Was it the Laugh Stop in Half Houston? Laugh Stop in Houston, yes. yes. And then, uh, yeah, that was a legendary room. And then another room opened right after that that was there for a while I would go and do. And Andy would always come out and, like, feature for me and just murder and annihilate. Yeah, But it was always fun because he would just come out because he appreciated comedy and just wanted to be around comics. and every show just crushing new stuff always had this passion for it and that whole group ron shock was a storyteller in a way that nobody i've ever seen do it besides ron white maybe yeah where he would have an audience i mean nine minutes focused not getting a laugh on purpose yeah. and then at the last minute have the line that crushed the place oh yeah for three minutes and you don't see that anymore Like, that was that that style and that art. And that's what I, like, I I guess I liked about Rogan's Room when I walked in. It felt like when I first started, there was still that outlaw. Because Joe used to be part of this thing called Sacred Cow, and it had like Ninja Bachelor Party that was a Bill Hicks VHS that he made. And Stan Hope's albums were on it and Joe's original albums. Well, there used albums to be on. Alex really? Jones. Alex Jones Videos was Videos were on it. Yeah, it was. Really? This, yeah, it was. This, yeah, Dwight Slade that so who they, grew up with yeah. Bill Hicks. Yeah, they sold his book, American uh, Scream, I mm-hmm. think it was called. And it was all that was on there. And it was very, uh, very kind of underground at, at one yeah, time. Right. And it's kind of interesting to see how it's gone from that and it was you know like sicko uh stanhope Stan Stand dick, dick bumps yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh deadbeat hero and then it, it's grown into this it's just kind of cool to see how it's becoming back into the art again of
2: comedy yeah that's what's great about the club and i think that's something that like i mean joe's talked about it on his podcast a lot it is it's all comedy first and it's yeah. very funny first and it's just it's a great as a young comic and like how long you been doing so um about like four and a half, oh cool. half years, yeah. yeah, but it's just like it's a great place to get to like it's pretty unbelievable I get they let me f- tell jokes there,
0: <laughs> oh, no, it's great dude. well, pretty and that's not a short it. amount of time if you hustle either, yeah, you know it's still you know half a decade of your life when you know,
3: you're oh yeah, I know people you have been doing it for twenty two years who so I'm sure you've lapped several times over, yeah, there's <laughs> plenty of people who say that's the shitty thing about comedy is you can do it once and tell people you're a comic, and then there's
0: people that actually do comedy, yeah. So. But you can tell the difference
2: whenever you, you comics know who comics are,
0: of course, and yeah, you see them. And speaking of legendary comedy, this is how, my, how I'm gonna segue. Blazing Saddles is coming up on its 50th anniversary. I didn't celebrate, know. yeah, nice 74. Awesome. Torn from the fiery pages of the mightiest animal, fan, Mel oh, yeah, saga oh, yeah, one of the greatest movies of all time. Easily, and of course, written by Richard Pryor, yes. written by Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. It's hard to believe it's been 50 years. I know. It really is. Right? Like, when you, I wasn't even alive, but... When you also think about how irreverent the movie was, that this has mm-hmm. been half a century of this kind of comedy. I was like,
3: yeah. I want to quote it, but I'll get in trouble for quoting my favorite lines. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. harump. Yeah, it was really... I didn't uh,
1: get a harump out of that guy.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, Blazing Saddles. Uh, it was 1974 when it came out. Obviously, a satirical oh. western directed by Mel Brooks, and the screenplay was Andrew Bergman, Richard Pryor, Norman Steinberg, and Alan uh, Uger, And it was thought up in the shower by uh, Mel Brooks. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, let's make a western. Isn't that when you get your best ideas, though? Not doing like doing something. Like, comp- yeah, idling. Completely yeah, differently.
3: Yeah. Which is a lost art today because of smartphones. We always have to be distracted by something. We always have to have a podcast, something. And I'm like, I'm thinking of the last good joke I wrote like six or seven or eight years ago. And (laughs) it's literally on the road, not listening to anything. One One of the best advice
1: I ever got for being creative was, if you're trying to be creative, turn everything off. Don't listen to music. Don't listen to a podcast. Don't do anything else except for the thing that you're doing.
3: Yeah, meditation is a big part of it, yeah. And if you're idling, and it like stuff I've done with jogging too, where it's something that's repetitive yeah. and you're not thinking yeah. about what else you have to do. Your brain can like detach and then start going,
1: oh, yeah, we can connect these things. That's yes. what I
2: have to do. I have to be like on a walk or go for a drive because yeah. otherwise I literally, I'm so ADD, I can't do it. I can't just, sit. I don't know how people just sit down and like write, things down in a book or read or do anything it's insane
0: i can do it for sketches and i yeah i mean i can read i can do it if i know what the focus is of like i can write a point of view of a character yeah stand-up's just such a different animal where you have i have to almost have a memory trigger and then write off the story of that and like i can't be doing something else to or i can't be Sitting there, hoping I get something. It, well, it's, it's like it's, it's
3: I'm not a storyteller yeah. like you are, but all my story, all my jokes have some basis in something that happened. So it like requires an inciting incident, right? Yeah. You know. And then I'm just like looking for those, and I'm like, a lot of times I'm just like I'm walking around. Well, I have to something interesting had to have happened in my life at some point or another. See, that's the thing. Anytime I just sit down and try to write jokes, I just leave you can't, feeling yeah. like a fucking idiot. I'm <laughs>
2: just like, dude, I'm just sitting there for like an hour, and I'm just like. I I've done nothing and I know nothing.
1: I (laughs) I was
3: like like, like, (laughs)
1: writing an entire film, like that is that as as good as Blazing Saddles? It's a it's a joke every ten seconds. It's just like Mm -hmm. bam 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 bam, Mm -hmm. and they're all bangers. Every single one,
3: like seven or eight years ago, went into that movie. I got to see a screening of it that Mel Brooks did a Q&A before and after and he was amazing at it for his age He was very well, sharp. Sure. Yeah. He was very he was still with it He had a great story about how uh, when he auditioned Madeline Kahn He needed to see her legs for something for the outfit and she's like, oh, it's one of those auditions audish- audish- He's like, no, it's not one of those auditions I just need this seriously and he she shows him his legs and leaves and he's like, I wish it was one of those auditions <laughs> <laughs> She's hired <laughs> Yeah,
0: he said, uh, you know, obviously there was some backlash later in years. I mean, the movie premiered in 1974 at the Pickwick Drive-In Theater in Burbank. 250 invited guests... And Wilder and Little uh, were on horseback watching the movie. uh, The whole movie. Yeah, the whole movie. He sat on a horse the whole time. Watch the film, and uh,
2: I feel like they had to be like twenty minutes in that movie. Like this was stupid. This This is so uncomfortable. Too late now, though.
0: I'm sure they hated (laughs) everything.
2: Why the fuck did we do this, dude? We're such idiots.
0: (laughs) Was Pryor originally supposed to play the lead? That was the idea. Yeah, they couldn't insure him. Yep. Because really? of his drug addiction, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that's why he was he was writing it, and then he was also going to be cast in it. Okay. Yeah, because of... Which, it's strange, but, I mean, Little really does do a perfect job in that film. Like, oh,
3: absolutely. It, so I good. really
0: don't know if Pryor would... It's the only movie with Wilder, I would say. Pryor probably wouldn't have worked as well.
1: Yeah, I, th- I feel like Pryor may have been a little bit too big. He would have been too big. I, I like the the fact that he was... He played it so, like, even keel. Well, that's kind of he, like, like the jokes. idea of Eddie Murphy playing Winston. Exactly. Same exact It thing. just doesn't work. It doesn't work for that character because Winston is such a everyman. He's supposed to be the blue-collar guy that comes in and goes, hey, I just want to get a paycheck. And
0: that well, wouldn't have been It's sort of like as, uh, Leslie Nielsen in Airplane, where Little just was perfectly dry and yeah. a straight man, and that's why it played so well, and he was aware that he was self-aware. Where Richard Pryor was so self-aware as a human being and as a black guy mm-hmm. that I don't think it would have, I don't know if it would have functioned in, yeah. in the way that it should have at that time.
1: It's saw so, like those little miracles like that happen when you get these perfect films that it's just like the perfect things line up and it just makes something that's beautiful.
0: Yeah. And I mean, he's still got his name on it. And I mean, you yeah. know that he wrote some of the best jokes in it. Yeah. And Paul Mooney took credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Mooney. <laughs> I did everything
3: i wrote it all it was all me (laughs) paul mooney no no it's just another you were thinking of another guy that i know another thing about paul mooney oh and a guy you talked to once another guy met on my show yeah Yeah. another guy who met paul mooney in an interesting way yeah that was a dark story oh oh, man he tried on all the sins yeah
0: Yeah, Paul Mooney did fuck. It. All right, What yeah. a character. What a character. That guy. 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 Uh, is- <laughs> R.I.P. Right. Have you heard any of these stories? No. Oh, good. We'll tell you after. I'm on air. <laughs> well, or Metzger can just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he-, he brought it up. <laughs> he brought it up in an
3: article written about... This thing about <laughs> Paul Mooney?
0: He <laughs> fucked Richard Price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, no. like, what? I'm like, sorry, what? Because of the Illuminati, you know. I'm sorry. What? You're doing great Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> well it's just autism with weed on <laughs> top, <laughs> and you have his half eyes. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. works out. I, I love that guy, by the way, but I just can't catch his wavelength. It's so hard. <laughs> I love him.
0: I think it's the weed that separates. Yeah, you. yeah I think you're. Right, yeah. You have the autism. Yeah. literally. really. <laughs> you just you're not a weed guy. No, no, no. Have you ever tried? That's it? why we we nope. jive, man. In or smoked pot, dude. I, I,
2: I've smoked every day for like four years and I've never once had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I do it, dude. Every single day, I just get scared as hell. <laughs>
3: that's is
0: that, it, is, is, is that, that what it does, dude?
2: For you? real, that's every day, dude. I just I smoke weed <laughs> and I'm just scared. Like it just gives minutes. you, <laughs> I'm just scared shitless.
0: It just gives <laughs> you worse anxiety, yeah, dude. I'll turn on Lord of the Rings
2: and I'll hit the ball, and then I'm just there, like. <sighs> <laughs> fucking orcs bro oh. okay, I, I really feel for them i like, never smoked got to get that
1: ring to Mordor bro I they're hiding under that tree they're not going to get away dude
2: how are they going to do this? how are they going to do this like, oh, I can't my God. write jokes I'm just afraid of everything I'm just scared all the time <laughs> it, it's, it's a lesson I never learned yeah. It's every day I wake good. up and make the
0: same mistakes. Uh, you just forget. Yeah. I was a lot like that. Oh, I like, I was always, I always spoke to a good amount to be terrified. Yeah. I never <laughs> felt, I never felt even. I was oh. always like, wow, this is way worse. I'm going to need to drink <laughs> to settle down.
3: Yeah,
0: I'm deeply uncomfortable right now. I need to mellow out. I guess I'm going to wait this one out. So, right when you walked in, he's like, do you have whiskey? I'm like, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> yeah, gotta calm down. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I gotta tell you, but you who know, i don't want to do.
3: <laughs> That's weirdly like it's my weird relationship with caffeine. You know, it's like it's not making my life better, but I can't stop doing it. <laughs> That's what I've noticed about everyone that I grew up with is
1: I never did—I never drank coffee. I just never thought it was good, and. All of my friends started drinking coffee, and that was all they ever talked about. Was like, "Oh, coffee, 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 coffee," and they can never not drink coffee.
3: Well, well like if well, they're, you they're qu- if you quit, when <laughs>
1: people talk about coffee, like
2: it really depends on who they are that's talking about coffee. Because I have friends that are like, "Oh, they all they're like the don't talk to me until I have my coffee." Yeah, and then they go to Starbucks and they're like, they get like a million ingredients, and in it. it's like you're not addicted to cat. Ca- you're addicted to sugar. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, I'm addicted drinking. to ice
0: You're not
2: coffee.
0: Yeah, this isn't a coffee if there's whipped cream right. and sprinkles yeah. on it. You're
2: drinking sugar with a little bit of coffee in it.
3: Right. I'm definitely addicted Diabetic. to caffeine because I always I always have it black, but it's like any other drug where it's so great the first time, and then you just ruin it by doing it every day. Just and it just becomes that. a thing you have to drink so you yeah. don't have a headache.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm chugging Monster because <laughs> I get migraines. <laughs> and I've been up since that's 7 a.m., and I don't. Yeah, do, I've been pretty bad about the monsters too. I'm like trying the to, zero sugar ones too. Like, well, they pretend like it's all right it. for you. We all know it's not. Yeah, it's like, horrible. oh, don't no, There's no sugar. It'll still e- eat out your esophagus, yeah. <laughs> <It'll
3: just> destroy
0: <laughs> they your pebbles, it'll give you stomach <laughs> cancer. But no, it's fine. Enjoy. Yeah, but yeah. the cans are really fine. cool. So it yeah, it's nice. See that ten how calories, bro? You can. cool, you look. They'll like Actually, that. give you a sticker so it'll look like a monster <laughs> left claws on your shitty car. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: what if you are So that's how,
2: you'll get a that, tattoo, and everyone that, will hate you for it. That's, <laughs> that's how Liquid crazy.
1: Death was created, because at like Warp Tour, they would have monsters. All these singers, they would be drinking monsters, and somebody was like, "Wow, they drinking these monsters like all day long, every single day at every show." And it was water, and monster because it
3: was sponsored by Monster. They used yeah. to have Monster tents up that yeah, you could they, get free Monster. They made
1: up. Monster water, and it just looked like monsters. And he was like, "Ding! Why don't I just sell water
0: and make it look like Monster?" And that's how the that
1: whole uh, so just, they, yeah, liquid just death came out, which is a
0: fucking great idea. Well, it's just Perrier, and then they were like, we don't have to overcharge. Yeah. Doesn't have to they look all do. gay, they, you know? Just can look in cool.
1: Can.
3: Yeah. So then you could just rave all day. And, wow, people! Suck. Somebody's like, how do I market bottled water to somebody who will never leave the town they went to high school in? <laughs> I got it. it I know. Cool. Make, make it look rad. But Let's sometimes make a people, brand they'll tattoo on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes people do come up with a genius idea. Oh, like who? Miracle Maid Sheets. Oh man. Do you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? I know. If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Maid's sheets. Mm-hmm. inspired by NASA. Miracle Maid uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature. Regulating bedding so you can sleep the perfect temperature all there's silver night. Silver and pink. long
3: infused. So all no fierce. werewolves, Dang. no vampires. Sleeping like a None king. None of that stuff.
0: Mm-mm. Sleeping like a king with no miracle. iron in your blood. There's it's designed for your skin. Stop sleeping. Bacteria <laughs> it's colloidal <and> silver. It's colloidal silver. <laughs> hurts the spine (laughs) Mm. no it's uh it's it's bacteria it clogs your pores that's right and that's when you get all sort of gross acne and have rocky dennis face and nobody wants to take you to the big dance Mm -mm. so if you have a gross teen daughter at home i would highly recommend getting her a nice pair of miracle (laughs) sheets drape a sheet go ahead and wick off all those wonderful (laughs) uh, i mean awful awful bacteria that give her the acne but you don't want anybody maybe you have a hot daughter Get these so nobody will date. Don't get these. <laughs> Don't get, yeah. Get these for you so you're a handsome so man. You look great. Give her your old gross sheets so nobody wants to touch her. That's right. And you can sleep on these beautiful Miracle Maid sheets. Mm-hmm. Just go to miraclemate.com slash normal, and you're also going to get a face towel. Ooh. A hand towel. That's two. A body towel. That's
1: three. What? And save an extra 20%. An extra twenty on top what do, of, on 20,
0: top of what, what do you mean? An extra twenty yeah. percent on top of the free. You're towels? gonna get
1: the three free trials, and you're gonna save an extra twenty percent on the sheets. Damn!
0: And I actually use these sheets every night. No joke. I, I have love them as well. I love them. They're pretty nice. I love. They make you cool at night, which I really like. I I, I do sleep hot. Yeah, know. like Snoopy wearing sunglasses, mm-hmm. or like the cigarettes that you know. People in my neighborhoods would smoke in the 90s. <laughs> and y'all
2: skin looks so good.
0: I know, right? Thank you. And it's because I can sleep on sheets that wick bacteria off. Yeah, look at her. She looks so nice right there. Yeah, look at her. She's don't, like, Don't oh. talk about her. Don't, oh, I'm Let's sorry. move on her. Oh, yeah. We, we forgot. <laughs> we can't talk about her. She's She looks happy. Nope. Nope. Miracle.com. Trymiracle.com. <laughs> Slash normal. <laughs> Get your ass some sheets.
3: Yep. Nice.
1: I think that was the best ad read we've ever had.
3: profit well. Accuracy wise. <laughs> <Well, laughs> I,
1: I followed all the rules. That was
3: I, you were mentioning people's hot hot daughters and stuff. That's the only yeah, thing. We,
1: we gotta sprinkle in a little <laughs> Well, no, but I said if a you world
2: had, if of you little if it. you didn't want somebody to little your hot stopping daughter, the abuse of hot little That's right? what I was you, saying. You came in with the right. You had. The, yeah, the right you don't, know.
0: you don't know what these ads have been. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've gotten some no. notes, John.
2: The levels. I don't know, but I, you might get more after that
0: one. You got to get that more no. T- oh, no, that, that was, was tame. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that, that, was was, really, yeah, that was tame. Yeah, it was really was tame. tame. Wow. I didn't mention I didn't mention anyone who played the Flash. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, want to, I want to get into, well. Patrick Mahomes, Dad. You're a football guy, right?
2: i i recent a football guy recently team? uh i don't really have one i've just been watching this like last like year or two
0: so you watched my lions uh
2: yeah i was devastated i wanted the lions so bad you know man it's just it, i we, wanted them so bad lost third game right yeah
0: two in a row though yeah i would say we lost uh yeah second and a half okay yeah the first half was the <laughs> first most,
2: half was a good <laughs> half
0: promising all
2: right i was excited
0: and then uh, all of a sudden, uh, a, a ball bounces off someone's face into the hands of the other team, <laughs> and into the five yard line. And you go, "Well, this is this is the line." To wrap it up, I'm going to go home.
3: And uh, Matt played football. I played football for eight years. Yeah. yeah, I was an offensive lineman because I'm a great athlete hmm He was overweight. That's what he said. <laughs> well, I'm uncoordinated. I wasn't always or, uh, or overweight. You're, You're not overweight over- now. I'm not overweight now. I was just... No, but I wasn't overweight when I was a little kid. I was just tragically uncoordinated so i thought better lean into this and then i'm gonna have to have some fat cells that i have to fight off for the rest of my life yeah i played one game so mm. i don't care
2: i played football for a few years growing up but i was i was a giant pussy as soon as tackle football became a thing i was like yeah right dude with little league
1: baseball i was like i'm good with baseball right in between the
0: tackle baseball ball. sucks
3: all, and uh, when they start actually having tryouts, and I was like, "I'm out." Yeah, no, that was the only thing. That was the only sport I liked playing because it was an outlet for my aggression. You know, as an autistic guy, I could bash my head into something other than a wall. <laughs> and this was before Columbine, <laughs> so you didn't know where it where to go with your anger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we there had many avenues. Yeah, I because yeah, in high school, I just looked like the guy who would have picked on me. You
0: know, (laughs) I got tackled by this dude named Nick who weighed 300 something pounds and it was a senior when I was a freshman. My helmet went flying off my body. I lit up Mm -hmm. a Newport and I walked home. (laughs) I was like, this is not the game for me. I played baseball still after that. But your uh, brother good at it. Yeah, he was good at football. Yeah, my dad was good at football. My son is good at football. The heck? I am just right over I don't like getting uh hit and tackled. Yeah, that's
2: that was my problem.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's not.
2: First time I, I, I played tackle you football played and then baseball? I got hit like really hard one time and I cried and I was in. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember still I, after be that high. I was like, I'm gonna be great at this and my dad I could see it in my dad's eyes. He was like, You're gonna you're gonna be on the swim team. <laughs>
0: You're from Texas, too,
2: right? Yeah, I grew Where's up you, around Austin. Oh, man. Was your
0: dad a, a Texan? No, nah, he's ex? from Iowa. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't... So he was okay like with football it. every yeah. single day of your
2: life. No, they put me in swim team pretty early. They were
0: like, you're going to be in the pool. Okay, good. So it was <laughs> gonna, like a Friday night lights thing yeah. where you came home and he's like bashing your head against no. the refrigerator.
2: <laughs> I think yeah, I think they were pretty clear, like, you need independent sports. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's just buying you golf clubs. You don't seem like it can't, can't go well on a team. <laughs> well, that's good, though. Well, Matt's dad,
3: you played for... My dad, my dad, my dad was drafted by the Giants. My dad and two of his brothers played at Michigan State. His oldest brother played at Holy Cross. My dad was drafted in the NFL and so was my uncle Bob. And then my brother played at University of Connecticut. Yeah. So yeah. I let everyone down. That's true. <laughs> but what did I get
0: you for Christmas? Uh, what did you get me for Christmas? It was football themed. Wow. Uh it wasn't what? long ago. I'm
3: blanking. I'm sorry. It's a pretty good gift. I know. Oh, yeah, you got me the O.J. Simpson. You got me an autographed O.J. Simpson what?
0: jersey.
2: <laughs> Did you guys see his tweet I got a uh, couple. LA?
0: Yeah, I got my brother one, too. He put a black uh, glove in the box. In the uh,
2: frame. Anyway... <laughs> What was the tweet? The tweet I don't know. OJ, OJ said he I, said he doesn't like going to LA because he never knows if he's sitting next to who did it. Did he say that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, bro, you're always sitting. <laughs> it's it <was laughs> like we know, you, you got away with it. Get over it. You know what I mean? Stop bringing this up. Yeah, it's weird
1: at this point. Hey guys, I didn't do it. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> Read my book.
0: Let's say you were. He's probably pretty old now, roughly your age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like- <laughs> Your build came from the same. I love that he wrote. I love that he wrote a confession called "If I, I Did, did it. it." I know. And I the dude, Goldmans just took it, took it <laughs> and named it "I Did It." But if they it. put the if in real really t- tiny yeah. <laughs> But it's just <laughs> right. a but it's a play by play of how he did it, which means he does remember doing it. Yeah. Oh yeah! It rules out the whole CTE thing. <sighs> <sighs> I mean, I, I get it, dude. you have all been mad. Why? <laughs> I don't understand a scenario where you where you <laughs> kill your wife and a waiter.
1: <laughs> if you did, why would you write that book? If you didn't, because you why got away the hell with would it. You write
3: that it was book? after the fact. You can't be tried for it it's again. True. Double jeopardy.
0: What well, was like the Phil Spector thing, where you know he's like, well, Power she killed thing. herself in the house, and it's like, yeah, but. No, very few people shoot themselves through their teeth.
3: You know? <laughs> that was Like well, the- Robert Blake's, I couldn't have shot her because I was going to get my gun. I was going to get the matching gun that was in the restaurant.
0: He's like, it's impossible that I shot her with that gun. My gun was sitting. I had just we ordered the Robert Blake, which was my gun, on a plate of spaghetti.
3: Yeah, that was him. Three of them in a row did that. Yeah, I mean, if you were on TV in the 70s, you could get away with murder.
0: What was his show? I because I Beretta Beretta, and I have a picture of me standing in front of my parents' olive green fridge, wearing Beretta pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where did you find Why? these? Like, Why are they who, small enough for a kid to wear? Well, I, who? Yeah, it's not like I was a Beretta fan. I wasn't always like, "Hey, mom, can we watch Beretta with Robert Blake, <laughs> the former Little Rascal, who will get soon my Carter Columbo pajamas Parker. on?" Yeah. <laughs> What? Just Kojak with a sucker.
3: (laughs) Yeah, me and my mom. That's a scarecrow and Mrs. King. (laughs) (laughs) The next year, we were Jake and the Fat Man. Yeah. Oh
0: God, do you remember that show? That's the weirdest one for a couple years. Mm -hmm. The two detectives of Jake solving crimes and a fat man being like, "Yeah, you're
3: doing that right." (laughs) And there was uh, Riptide with the dollar store uh, Tom Selleck and the robot. That was a one.
0: I also just love uh, Angela Lansbury and Murder, She Wrote, where technically it was the most dangerous town in all of the earth. It's Mm -hmm. constantly death. (laughs) Yeah, because there's like 400 people that live there and someone died every day (laughs) (laughs) via murder. The murder rate here is 94%.
1: Yeah,
2: you don't
0: want to live here. We're going to be at
2: 100% 16 days into January. We're starting to think it's this
0: best-selling author who writes a book about all the ones that happened. She's the only one who's got a gun. She game. knows everything. Yeah, she solves all the crime. Yeah. It's weird. She she's kind
2: of old, so like when she dies, we're fucked. <laughs>
0: it's kind of weird when she died, all the murders stopped.
2: Uh, yeah. Just dried right up. <laughs> Funny, though. Strange how that Literally goes. half the town is killing half the town. <laughs> There's got to be a murderer and a victim every time. It's like very
0: strange. <laughs> All those shows were absurd. Jake and the Fat yeah. Man, though, was one I actually had to watch with my mom. Mm-hmm. I think it was on, I think it was on like after Designing Women or something. It's like a daytime. Or where Saturday the Entertainer <laughs> gets his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um So, mm. Patrick Mahomes' dad is 53 years old and just got his third DUI over the weekend. I just want to put that out there. As somebody with four DUIs, what a... There, switch. but for the grace of God, go I.
3: <laughs> His third one for the weekend?
0: Uh, no, uh, over the weekend.
3: Ah, Wait. Okay.
0: He He had three this weekend? Yeah, this weekend. He had three DUIs.
1: Wait, he, ew, he got his third one ever or three
2: in one week? Uh, no, I'm kidding. He, his third one ever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I am going to say, dude, the Mahomes gonna... do everything to their fullest. Yes, just last <laughs> Sunday. 110%. Hard. 110% no matter what.
0: Somehow Sunday between uh, noon and 6, he got three DUIs. <laughs> Per ESPN, you just kept letting him out. Yeah, it was so strange. Real revolving the door game was on in Tyler, Texas. <laughs> oh, it's funny
2: wow, to it's think about close. while while he's being arrested for DUI. The camera cut to Taylor Swift
0: at some point. Yeah, <laughs> There's no doubt about it. She's just she's just in the box, <laughs> like yeah, a dancing lock him up, <laughs> or just getting a phone call to bail him out, and she's like, I oh, know. Right, no. <laughs> Sorry. Let me check my couch. Let me
2: make a sure billion we're... dollars, dude. But if so. you're Patrick Mahomes' dad, three D, you're playing on House Money, dude. Who
0: cares? It's Patrick Mahome. it's Mahomes. Mahomes. Oh, <laughs> so it's Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, Mahomes. Yeah. I was being corrected. I thought it was the wrong button. <laughs> well, he was arrested in Tyler, Texas. I always thought Texas didn't give DUIs. I think they give a lot of DUIs. Uh, maybe now. Yeah. I feel like it was one of those states, though, where for Wild a long West. time it was like, hey, you get out of here. <laughs> Who
2: doesn't get, you know, like DUIs, if you want to get a DUI, Wisconsin is the place to go.
0: Yeah, they're pretty lean. They don't shit, dude. They're like, look, if you can finish this bowl of cheese curds, you're going home.
2: I was in Wisconsin with some friends doing shows up there, and uh, I was like featuring for one of my buddies. And uh, one of the guys that was with us on the show got, we got pulled over and he got a DUI. He was out of jail three hours later and I think it only cost him like $1,000. Seems about right. It was like, dude, what even is this?
1: This is Wisconsin uh, people are a law. They're, they're a different breed. I had mm-hmm. a good friend that moved to Texas from Wisconsin and his parents came and visited and they brought uh, a rifle and a six pack and he was 17 years
0: old. <laughs> Wisconsin people, rad. I get it. They're crazy. Yeah. cheeseheads. But now that it's his third one, he is facing up to 10 years in jail because this is his third DUI. Oh. And uh, I assure you, he won't get it.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's not, he'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think he's, I mean, unless the Chiefs lose the Super Bowl. And there's a good chance he might get it. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get it 10 years. No. It's very rare. The The most, the craziest like sentence I think I've ever heard for one. Of a famous person was uh, Royce the 5'9 got a year for his first DUI. Really? Yeah, in That's Detroit. It. Yeah. Other than you, that, you though. Michigan's got strict ones, huh? They're, it depends when you got them. My first three, pretty lenient. The last one... Pretty rough, mm. but I was a minor for the first three. Uh, okay. Yeah, but if you get if you get three now, like dude, they're brutal now.
2: Oh yeah, it's really. like twenty five thousand dollars or something in Texas.
0: Oh yeah, mine was twenty grand. I had to wear a tether. I had to blow start my car, and that was in two thousand nine. Jeez. So yeah, Patrick Mahomes' dad might be having a blow starter in the old wagon. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Mm. But of crazier news with celebrities, Bill Maher has filmed a podcast with Kanye West that won't air because it turns out he found Kanye West anti-Semitic. What? I guess he had not watched every other podcast.
2: <laughs> I know it's crazy to like Less assume five five that
0: yours is going to be the one that he's chill on.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I like Kanye. I th- you know he's he's like he's like sweet. You know what I mean? It's I like- just like what he says. <laughs>
0: No, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> well, he's just like he's like you know what he's like he's like insane, but he doesn't he doesn't
1: care. You know what I mean? He's it's like, almost like a child. You know,
0: it's he's like,
2: like a
1: child, like yeah. like realizing the like Santa Claus is real. Like, what? Oh my god, guys! I got to tell everybody about it. I'm telling everybody constantly about this one thing. It's
0: kind of sad, actually.
2: I think it's I, just I, I manic it's, depression.
0: It's like, yeah, that's true.
2: It's, it's I don't know. It's like you know. It's like I don't know. Like uh, growing up, I had a friend and they had a dog with a tumor on its face. And it just, it, you know, it was, it was a dog. So it was just like, oh, I'll bet more face. It's like, that's what Kanye is. <laughs> more face. You know, he's just, he, he doesn't give a fuck. He's just happy to be himself. And then we're the owners that were like, I oh, have the tail still wagging. We'll see this through, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Barr said he thought it was going to be a learning moment. And it's like, why, why, why? did you think? <laughs> well, he learned. Well, Bill yeah, he, did. yeah. Bill learned that you don't just assume you're going to tell a guy who thinks he's a lyrical genius how to think.
3: Wow, that's like the unstoppable force meets the immovable object of narcissism. Yeah. You know, it's just like...
0: <laughs> we're going to sit down on my basement podcast, and at the end, Kanye's going to be like, "You're right,
1: <laughs> you figured it out." Yeah, you're right, dog. Bill Mar,
0: yeah, juice ain't so bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, you're one. Oh.
2: He is like it is funny. People keep like talking to him at all and she's like just stop bringing him on interviews and let him make the music
3: right that's, it's not like, being anti-semitic be in the music the music's the music. good yeah that's the end result of just 40 combined years of talking to nobody but yes men don't you think i oh, feel absolutely. the same way because there was this uh video that came out maybe like a
1: month or so ago where he was just in Uh, It looked like he was in a hotel room, but like Mm -hmm. a motel room with 50 people that were just random strangers. And he's just ranting for Mm -hmm. like 15 minutes straight. And he's just like going on and on and on. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's talking like nonsense. Dude is just like rambling. And everybody's just going, yeah, Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I thought you were talking about Bill Maher. Oh, well. It's tough to tell the difference. But
0: Marr did say he was a very charming anti Semite, but he just didn't want to put anything more out there against Israel, and I don't blame
3: him. Yeah, I get yeah. it. But maybe uh, <laughs> this
0: is going to no, happen.
3: I don't know. I don't know. Bill Marr's going to rail about wokeism and liberalism in 40, for 45 minutes and then conclude that's why we have to stop Trump. And you're like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> That
0: is true. He does take every Trump side and then say that he's not for him. Yeah, yes. You're like, "Are you sure, Bill?" cuz yeah. I I I like Bill. A lot of people, you know. I always fine sure for that. I, them, watched, I, I grew up watching uh I like politically, politically incorrect, incorrect and then I liked real time and I've I've liked uh, uh several of his stand-up specials, you know, enough. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have to I He's talented. I mean, we, Hell yeah. We've talked about this a bunch. Like, you don't have to agree with what everybody says to find them funny. Or to, well,
3: it's also yeah. like one of those things where it's like but you can find somebody to be... Some people don't like someone because they think they're an asshole. And like, I think somebody's an asshole, but it's like he's an entertaining asshole. Exactly.
0: And Norm made a good point about him where it's like to be the smartest guy in the room, you don't really need to be that as a comic. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there is a lot there, you know, but he does host a political show with a lot of... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people that are, that are leaders. So I do understand why he does have to sort of stand his ground on things, especially now. Yeah. when you have so many people that have come after him and I do respect him for putting comedy first almost every time.
1: Uh-huh. I, I respect him because he could have so easily gone, just head down, join the rest of the crowd, not question anything, but he actually is from their side. Cause we need more of that. We need more liberals saying, hey, some of this stuff is kind of crazy. We need to back down yeah. a little bit. And that's what I, I respect about Bill.
3: I agree. I that's don't agree with him I, that. That's something I always admired about uh, RFK, too, because that's a guy who's essentially royalty, and all he has to do is fall in line and enjoy the cakest life imaginable. Wait. He doesn't right. have to say shit. And he chooses the path of most resistance, yeah. really. And gets a lot of crap for yeah. it, which I find that
0: most of the authentic people do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have to be okay with it. Yeah. yeah, just still. Well, it just seems odd that people will listen to some of the most disingenuous people, but then will absolutely go against the ones that know what they're talking about. Dude, um, it's too real. When speaking of which I, people do, I do find very genuine, uh, ice cube was on Bill Maher's podcast club random. And I guess this was a couple years ago, but we all know ice cube created, you know, gangster rap. He was a very young man when he started pending, like fuck the police and mm-hmm. all
1: that star of, are we there yet?
0: Yes. And, uh, Alex Jones, a tweet recently, uh, put out this video uh, on the 29th agreeing with ice cube
3: same people who own the labels own the prisons. Literally the same
0: people? Literally the same people who own the labels own private prisons. The records that come out are really geared to push people towards that prison industry. But they didn't make you write those lyrics. It's not about making somebody write the lyrics, it's about being there as
2: guardrails to make sure certain songs make it through and certain songs don't. Some
0: records are made by committee. You meaning record company guys sit around and tell the artists, "This is hot. Say that. Do this. We're gonna have this guy write the lyrics. We're gonna have that." You have you know the record company pushing the narrative. You know some social engineering going on here to make sure those prisons stay full.
1: Interesting man. That. That's the thing I, I always go to when people try to make uh, conspiracy. Like everything's connected; it's all run by the same cabal of people. I think it's really just small groups of, of evil people that have this power. Like that, like a rich person that owns that owns private prisons. Then God, I had to pee. Oh, okay. okay. Then can also purchase these labels, and what 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 benefits them? Well, having people in prison, right? So then that one group of people that own that business make these decisions and then it, it affects everybody. But I don't think it's like a big,
3: the government is connected to this. And well, I think it's just as simple as any of these major corporations, any of these conglomerates, be it the food, be it the media, be it the right. pharmaceutical industry. None of them have your best interests at heart. Right. It's all about what will make money. Right. Do you think they want to put Pat Mahomes' dad in jail? That possibly
0: no, I think you're right. I mean, none of it does come down to anything else other than the fact that they they kind of do want you uh, uh, not just a working class, but kind of a slave
3: class, which is Mm -hmm. part of it's like they don't want you healthy. They want you sick and alive. Exactly. And they will, they also they want, want you buying their shit that's and they, they want, want you working just
0: enough with just enough ambition to where you're capable of doing something, but they mm-hmm. don't have to pay you a lot, which is why mm-hmm. they ship stuff overseas. Mm-hmm. That's why for profit prisons are just an excellent idea for these. Mm-hmm. And they don't want you, th- they don't want you thinking about it either.
1: Right. And that's school systems are the same way. They kind of like push you right into being that middle cool. class, not, not that smart, not questioning questioning why the things work the way they do. Um, so yeah, it's it's. I think there's a lot that makes people think that it's all connected and it's all this big evil corporation kind of thing, but it's a lot of evil independently that are just opportunists. Mm-hmm. A lot it. of it's, it's just, really the devil, right? It's that it's that evil in the back of every person's head that goes, "Hey, get a little bit more money." A lot of it's hey, just manipulate uh, human nature at a
3: mass scale, exactly. don't you think? Exactly.
1: When you have that much power, like monetarily, then you're gonna. It seems to be. The trend if you're not a if you're not jesus to manipulate people and to to make your money bigger and how you do that you take advantage of people it well, seems to be that
0: way and what just popped on the screen there too was that was from the people's voice and it was a cia agent saying that he did confirm that you know the agency admitted to helping create you know the division. The gangster rap is a, a, a pr- you know, is a private person for you know conglomerate. Yeah. Well, well it's, a, it's also
3: one of these things too. When you look at the things they've admitted to doing in other countries, you're supposed to go, well, they never did it in our country, because uh, no, yeah, they wouldn't do that. You know the Tuskegee <laughs> experiments. Yeah. You know. Would never um, happen in people's syphilis, right?
0: <laughs> She's showing some of the articles that have come out. I mean, some of them. One's from 2013. One goes all the way back to 1991, saying as much as what Ice Cube is saying. No, here. I totally so believe it's, it. I it's totally kind of crazy that. that it's it's you know been a thing. And that's well, when
1: Cat Williams said that he he went in and they had that Illuminati meeting with him and Luda. I totally believe something like that happened. I don't think it's the Illuminati. I think it's just. People were like, okay, well, we're going to pick the person that is going to align with what we want them to do more. So I'm going to ask these two famous people, will you do this? Will you do this? If the one that says no, we kick him out. We kick the other guy. That makes sense. Dude, I don't think it's crazy at all. I'm completely at a loss on all of this. You're you're pissed fine. The, you pissed I, at the wrong
0: time. Yeah. Look, I understand. No, you're, <coughs> you're very I, high and scared.
1: <laughs> I bu- no,
2: I just I'm such a sucker for all the, uh, I just believe everything Dude, I, absolutely. I, it's easy. It's <laughs> well, easy. I think it's, there it is it's an, it's an nice. element. You know, it's like warm. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, whatever they say. Oh, I think there's That's a be belief, but it is true to an extent. I mean, they it's like I just keep saying in that video, is he's saying that, you know, he it wasn't anybody that told him to pen the lyrics, but he had the thought process built into his head for a reason, because mm-hmm. the division was already being created yeah and it was i mean if you look back to black families in, in neighborhoods the way that they were divided at one point i mean detroit used to have an area called black bottom and in black bottom it was where every single black family got along and they created these giant communities and that was an area between uh, six and eight mile and they mm-hmm. took care of each other and families fathers everything they were all part of homes and they like it, oklahoma uh the the black yeah neighborhoods what was it Tul-
1: Tulsa Tulsa I think Street, yeah. yeah when they were doing extremely well they owned a lot of businesses they were they were affluent and uh, people had a problem with that. So,
0: Absolutely. So, it, yeah, there's always been mm-hmm. something to create a division and anger, and that's never changed. I mean, yeah. look at it now. There's, it, it's Everything's always been divisive. I think it's yeah. just now. But the important thing
3: is to trust the government that did that in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: And if they tell you that they want you to take something, you should immediately take it and never question it. No questions. I'm all Regardless in on that lifestyle.
3: Yeah. yeah. Whatever <laughs> they tell all you. All of that stuff <laughs> was the is. fault of poor <laughs> white people. Yep. Not the government. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah,
0: it's
2: my Everyone. fault.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to the guy. It's my fault. All right. Quote the, me on that. <laughs> here's the thing the ultra rich want you to have as much as possible. Mm. And that's what we've learned today. Thank know, you. For...
2: They like sharing. Yeah.
0: There's one thing that I've learned rich people stay rich by sharing the wealth. Yes. Yep. Yes. Good night.